top shelf fantasy. Hey, what's going on, Shelfies? Coming at you with Craig live, kind of live via Zoom for Top Shelf Podcast number 209. We are getting into a mock draft this evening for you. Today is August 18th. Uh, pretty much one of the biggest draft weekends coming up ahead. So we figured a mock draft was well overdue. So we got a bunch of people. Hopefully, we're going to fill up the whole thing within the next few minutes here. Um, so bear with us while we bring some news to your to your dome pieces. But uh, hopefully, we'll get a full lobby full of uh, actual human beings and not have to do a ton of computer picks and have everybody picking dumb people. So, Craig, just missing three. Just going on, boss. Three. So oh, yeah, looks. Hey, 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 doing well, <laughs> doing well. Um, got my vac- vacation coming up. Uh, oh yeah, where are you going? I'm missing next. Uh, Brickley Tour, no, uh, Universal Orlando, so nice. that'll be fun. Um, but uh, yeah, get, get a nice little little break from all the fantasy football stuff, and then uh, and then come into Week One uh, actual NFL football. So uh, I think I'll have one draft before, or I mean after um, my vacation. But outside of that, it'd be nice to not actually have to look at my phone and you know. If, Injuries happen well. Forget yeah. it. Yeah, exactly. Just don't even you know deal with it when you get back. Exactly. Um, but hey, uh, it's it's a great day. Uh, we we have a great week uh, ahead of us. Great weekend, fantasy football draft weekend. Um, and uh, I think you know news comes down today. Biggest thing: uh, Deshaun Watson uh, suspension moved from six games to eleven games. Uh, so that's that's a that's. You know, another five game chunk that you won't get to have any of the Browns uh, gold yeah, players, you know, a big hit to their offense for now more than half the season. I mean, almost two thirds of the season. So uh, really moves the, the Browns way down. All all of your Browns move down your pecking order quite a bit. So um, definitely something to keep an eye on. Definitely moving the suspension in the right direction. It seems like it's going to sit at 11. I don't, I haven't heard much more. It can't, it can't, yeah. uh, it's, it's been agreed to by both parties now. Okay. So, like, so this there's is no it, way it's, moving. you know, it's 11 and that's it. Yeah. And I mean, unless something completely out of the blue happens now. Um, well, that's good. At least we can put it to bed. Yes. Um, be yes I agree. I agree. Um, and I found, fu- I, I found this really, really funny is that the game he comes back against the Houston Texans. Uh, yeah, I mean, so. you, you send that uh, <laughs> that thing over, and it's like, it's so perfect. It's exactly the NFL for you. They're still going to find a way to capitalize on, yeah. on it's like, even a suspension at this point. Why 11 games? Yeah. Well, because... We, exactly double why, Yeah, why not 12? <laughs> well, because we like money, and you play Houston in week 12. Yeah, and that's exactly it. That'll probably be primetime Monday Night Football. We'll all watch it. Every, and everybody's going to tune in. We're, whether you like Watson, you hate Watson, you're somewhere in the middle, you're on the fence about him, you're going to watch that game and the mm-hmm. NFL knows it. And that's mm-hmm. really all it boils down to them is make those TV ratings go through the roof and increase the salary cap every single year. So um, in other news, let's just move on from Watson here. You've got McCole Hardman uh, carted off yesterday. I think it was, and we all kind of collectively held our breath and it seems like it's going to be a groin injury, which is definitely better than ACL or something in, in the knee. So uh, yeah, appears to not- Hardman owner, you, you might be okay. Appears to not be super serious. Um, they said, the cart came out, but I guess digging further into it, he was riding the front of the cart and just laying it awkwardly and blah, blah, blah. But uh, no official news. No, you know, is he going to need surgery on anything? Is he need to go to the pup or is it just something small? Um, still kind of up in the air, but um, hoping he plays because I just did a whole paragraph on why I picked him as a sleeper this year. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, and then Kenneth Walker had his hernia surgery. Um, that came out and within like 24 hours, he had the surgery done. And I'm actually kind of happy as that as a Kenneth Walker owner, get it done. Now do not wait until mid season where he can't keep playing through it and needs to have surgery. Just get it done. If he misses two weeks in the beginning of the year, so be it. Exactly. And anybody with a hernia knows it's hard to stand up off the couch. Never mind, go play professional football. So it's glad Mm -hmm. to see him take care of it now. Oh yeah. They they say like, They say like the recovery is you have to like lay still like coughing and sneezing and breathing hurts. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. Like the just normal human bodily functions are the most painful thing. Like, so uh, I can't imagine playing football with it. So 
Um, that and then I tossed in there the Pats and Panthers are just having a, a brawl in practice every single day since they started these joint practices. It seems like Rule either has no control of the team, Belichick has no control of the team, maybe the offensive coordinators and defensive coordinators who aren't even named have no control of the team because they have no authority, because they have no title. Whatever it is, you're seeing late hits on McCaffrey, you're seeing Jabril Peppers throwing punches at offensive linemen. Uh, you've got nonstop just action we get fans on the field getting hurt and you know claiming they have bruised feet from being stepped on there's just a litany of things going on in that and uh it's just something to watch i mean i'm shocked they still do joint practices how do you think it's going to go any different i mean yeah i agree i i don't think that uh you know you can expect anything different but I love the joint practices for for multitude of reasons, and it helps the team. So, um, either way, it, it is what it is. It's just all about locker room, and, and and if you have if the coaches actually have the respect. And and right now, it it doesn't sound like both teams have respect for their coaches. Um, not saying Belichick, but all the other ones. Yeah, the rest of the coaches. <laughs> um, but all right, so we have a mock draft, right? So let's. Um, you want me to hit start on this? I told yeah, you two I, minutes, so I think we're good. Um, my buddy Eric said, "Can I invite someone?" But he hasn't invited anybody yet, so I think we're good. I just go ahead and start it. Why wait? Yeah, there's only one CPU spot, so we're good. We have 11 real-life people in a 12-person half PPR draft where it's got one quarterback, two running backs, um, three wide receivers, one tight end, two flex. I tossed four bench on there so that we didn't have to deal with, like, really late players for later. But, yeah, yeah, that's that's the, the style here. We got Jonathan Taylor already going 101 off the board which is the makes most sense. I don't think anyone's fighting that uh, a lot of people this year have have him at one-on-one. Some people may dispute that, but I don't. Yeah. I don't have JT one-on-one. I still have Derek Henry as my one-on-one, but consensus in every draft I've done so far. And that's, I think three so far, JT has been the first off the board. So whether my opinion is off or, Maybe people are just higher on JT, whatever it may be. And the, I mean, a couple of them are dynasty leagues. So I guess that that does skew it quite a bit. But for redraft, I still have two redraft leagues I've already done. And JT was 101 again. Um, so definitely something worth noting. Then we have uh, after JT, we see Justin Jefferson go off the board, which is interesting. Are we this is half point PPR? Did we check the scoring. Yeah. OK. Um, yeah. I mean, Justin Jefferson is another one. I'm. So you're seeing him go earlier and earlier. Uh, I kind of haven't penciled in as a third overall guy off the board, but two doesn't shock me. I mean, no, I'm, two I'm doesn't shock me. Like, oh, a lot of people, I think it's fine. A lot of people want wide receiver early this year because of because of the concerns of the next two, Christian McCaffrey and Derrick Henry. You know, are, are they going to be injury concerns? You know, are they going to you know really win or lose you your draft? Um, and then after those two, it's it's Cooper Cup. You know, that's another stalwart wide receiver that's going to help out uh, drastically if, if he's going to put up anything like he did last year. I was up with the sixth pick, and I went with Austin Eckler. Uh, I, he's my, I believe it's third in my rankings. I got to actually double check that, third or fourth, whatever it is. Uh, so... Great player, I think, in the middle of the draft. Austin Eckler wouldn't normally, I don't think, last this long, but if he does, that's great value. Uh, and then you're on the clock here, so I'll finish off what the draft list is before you make your pick or so you can think about it. So after Austin Eckler goes Dalvin Cook, I think it's a good spot. Then Najee Harris uh, with his boatloads of volume this year. Jamar Chase is the third wide receiver off the board, which seems to be a consensus thing going. Uh, then Joe Mixon, uh, hoping to repeat a strong performance last year at pick 10. And then Devontae Adams went at uh, pick 11, and that left you to draft who? I took Stephon Diggs with the first one uh, on the turn at 12, and then I'm going to follow that up with uh, another wide receiver. And well, maybe not. I'm going to accidentally get Nick Chubb because I didn't make my pick in time. <laughs> Hey, I, 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 I talked the whole time so that you can make sure you get your picks in. <laughs> That's fine. We'll take Nick Chubb, even though I was just mentioning that the um, 
Browns are going to get a little tanked with there with no uh, Watson. I'm actually fine with Nick Chubb in that spot though, because there's definitely a world in which Nick Chubb gets the ball a million times. Scream Hunt wants out of uh, Cleveland, and you know it's not the end of the world there. Yeah, Scott texted me. Dallas, why the hell are you taking Nick Chubb? He's never seen me take Nick Chubb that early. He's shocked. But uh, no, I mean that's it's not the end of the world to end up with a guy. And maybe this is a good example for you guys that are drafting. If you make one mistake early on, you haven't ruined your entire uh, draft that quickly. You'll see. I'll, I'll end up fine. I was gonna go zero RB. That's that is now that is now in the in the gutter. Yeah. No, uh, but- <laughs> I I did do. I did do a zero running back strategy draft this year in redraft. It was also a two quarterback league and I kind of got pushed into it uh, um, and not on purpose, but I had done it um, and it was kind of difficult. So uh, I'm up here again at pick six. Um, We have Saquon Barkley on the board, Aaron Jones, Hill. Let's see wide receivers, uh, Evans, I'm going to like uh, have it off with Eckler and Evans. Um, and I'll get to my Evans point in a second. But after Chubb, it went DeAndre Swift, Travis Kelsey, Alvin Kamara, CD Lamb at 205, 206, Debo Samuel. And then I went Mike Evans. So this year, I've actually had Mike Evans higher than I have ever had in my entire life. I have him as, as the fifth wide receiver, um, moved Devontae Adams below him uh, due to the new team that he's on and Evans, you know, continuing to build with Tom Brady and Chris Godwin's possible slow start, maybe missing the beginning a little bit due to his injury. Uh, not sure if he actually misses time, but I think he's going to have a slow start. And, um, you know, also a little bit of issues with Leonard Fournette. It just seems like the one guy that's being uh, maintaining his, his availability is Mike Evans, uh, regardless of his hamstring injury that he may have, which just seems to be a normal thing. Yeah, and after uh, you took Mike Evans, you saw Aaron Jones, Saquon Barkley, and Javante Williams come off the board. Saquon Barkley hanging out to 2-9 is a deep drop from where even I thought I, uh, you'd see him go this year. So that's a good steal, and that's actually Scotty who ended up getting him. He starts off with Derrick Henry and Saquon. So that's a tidy little team for him. And then, like we saw, uh, Javante Williams, no surprise to see him go. I've actually seen him go even higher than that at 2-10 followed by Tyreek Hill, which is, goes over to Carbs, who has Justin Jefferson and Tyreek Hill now. That's a nice little start for him. I'd like to see what he does here. If he's going zero RB, that is, that's an interesting wrinkle for the draft. Uh, then Max takes Leonard Fournette and T. Higgins on the turn. So uh, coming back on now down to the third round. Yeah, I mean, I, I like Saquon Barkley this year, for sure. It sounds like his, his injury woes have, you know, anything new can pop up, sure but it sounds like he is back to hundred um, percent. And it's not so much that, you know, you hear all the time in, in, in camp, I'm in the best shape of my life. You know, a player will tell the media, but um, there's a lot of other people that have said he looks like vintage Saquon and to add in um, Brian Dayball and in the Kansas city uh, uh, quarterback coach, Mike Kafka as the new offensive coordinator, I think it's going to all bode well for, for Saquon. So, uh, I did consider him there. Um, and then another one that I would have liked to come back to me is T Higgins. Of course, everyone knows I love him tea time. Um, and then Zeke, uh, Zeke, uh, going in the third round this year is, is pretty crazy. Um, you know, I have him as my 10th ranked running back. And if you're going to get him in the third round, that's, that's pretty cool. Um, so back up on the board now, uh, I have one running back, one wide receiver, uh, running backs, I'm looking at Cam Akers, Montgomery, ETN, uh, wide receivers. Looks like uh, they have Pittman and McLaurin and uh, just doesn't look all, all too fantastic, if I'm, if I'm not going to lie. Um, I think at this point, I'm going to reach on anyone. Oh, I got auto picked. <laughs> <laughs> it's a 30 second draft, so I wasn't I wasn't really. Uh, thinking that gonna happen. I was not gonna go Josh Allen, but it <laughs> auto drafted me Josh Allen. Um, but uh, yeah, no harm, no foul though. I mean, a quarterback who's gonna put up 400 plus points, you, you could do a lot worse than grabbing him. So, uh, I wouldn't again, wouldn't fret on it. Josh Allen, great pick, even if you know, wasn't who you had in mind. Uh, followed up by him, Tom goes ahead and grabs Michael Pittman. Uh, Michael Pittman, I think, is a great pick this year. You're seeing him kind of creep up draft board slowly but surely. But 
he's still tied to Matty Ice, who hasn't really brought a, a wide receiver one into uh, relevance since Calvin Ridley, who was flirting with the idea of being a wide receiver one. So uh, definitely an interesting little pick there. But I think he could shoot up and he could end up being a steal even as, as a third round player. Um, it would be great if Scott and Tom would stop texting us nonstop because I can't focus on the draft on this phone. Uh, yeah, um, everyone's everyone's upset about our, our auto picks. Uh, um, yeah, so I would have actually gone probably Travis Etienne, to be honest with you. Uh, that's that's where I was I was leaning because if I was going to reach on anyone, I wanted someone to have uh, the high upside like Etienne did. But um, anyway, uh, I, host wasn't listening, so I don't know if you talked about Pittman, Hall, or, or Mahomes, but um, those are the next ones off the board. Um, oh, Burns goes tight end. That's an interesting little pick. He's got a wide receiver. Adams running back Swift in a tight end. He was being auto picked. Oh, he got autoed as well. Auto, nice. auto, yeah. yeah. All right. You make your picks. Um, uh, let's see. Mark Andrews. Yeah. He went. So it looks like there's already two tight ends off the board at the end of the third round, two quarterbacks as well. Um, I don't like, and I wouldn't suggest going quarterback early, but I, I feel like, you know, maybe if Josh Allen goes in the third round, sure, but uh, not my cup of tea. Uh, we don't like to do that. We tell people the, you know, longer you wait, the better. Um, so, Dallas, who'd you take? I went ahead and took J.K. Dobbins. I know there's some rumors that he might not be ready for week one. If that comes to fruition, that would hurt my team quite a bit. But I do think he's going to be out there. And if he is out there, the Ravens like to run a lot. We saw what he did uh, his first season before he got hurt. And he was an absolute force with the ball, uh, leading the league in yards per carry. So, if that all pans out, he'll be a great pick in the third round. And then in the fourth round, I went and took Deontay Johnson. I think he's just going to get peppered with targets. And if we're playing half PPR, I want a guy who's getting the ball thrown to him nonstop. So that was an easy enough pick for me. I'm walking out of the first four rounds of Diggs, Chubb, Dobbins, and Deontay Johnson. And I'm pretty happy with that. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I don't blame you. Um, Wish I could say the same thing. Uh, Justin Herbert goes after Deontay, David Montgomery, beginning of the fourth round, uh, Terry McLaurin, uh, then Cam Akers. So uh, Tom took Cortland Sutton just to spite me. I knew it. Um, what a <laughs> bastard. Uh, so I was totally going to take Cortland Sutton here. Um, looks like I don't get either Akers or Sutton where I was looking at. Uh, so I need to now pivot. Um, again, don't, don't, I, I kind of feel like I'm reaching on many things here. Uh, I think a player that should have the same upside he did last year with his, you know, somewhat of a, a, a breakout was Mike Williams M as my 14th wide receiver right below Cortland Sutton. So um, I think with, you know, the offense that they had last year, Mike Williams should be able to repeat his uh, performance. Uh, I believe he had, was it double digit touchdowns again last year? Um, yeah. He's a nine, that sorry, point. nine, uh, just under, but he had 1100 yards and, and, and nine touchdowns. So uh, we'll start there. Uh, Josh Jacobs goes after um, while I like Josh Jacobs this year because everyone hates him. Uh, I, I don't, I still am a little nervous for a fourth round value on him uh, because he is someone that, you know, there is a little bit of that. He could lose his job. I think he has it, but I do think that he splits more time. Um, I don't know how yeah. you feel. I, I feel it's more just a load management thing. It's not like he's losing his job because of a lack of production. It's just, he gets hurt because he's running the ball a ton. You know, if you can reduce his workload, but keep him as efficient as he is, he's still a monster on the goal line. He's still a very solid running back. There's no reason to, you know, take the reins out of his hand, so to speak. So I I'm kind of in the same camp as you. I don't think he's going anywhere. Um, after yeah. him, you said we uh, had Jalen Waddle, DJ Moore, Antonio Gibson, Kyle Pitts and Allen Robinson. Um, I mean, I love the Waddle pick. Scotty's team is shaping out really nice right now. Uh, but I also love DJ Moore. I think DJ Moore is in for a great year. He's got probably Baker Mayfield under center, throwing him the ball, which is arguably the best quarterback he'll have played with in his NFL career. So uh, we've seen what he can do without a QB. That's really uh, an actual quarterback. So Baker, huge upside for DJ Moore. Antonio Gibson over to Carves, very interesting pick. Again, another guy who's been taking reps with special teamers. I personally don't think he loses his job either. Um, he's RB12 the last two seasons. It's tough for any franchise to say we have this guy and we're just going to, you know, cut, cut bait and run on him. So um, I wouldn't, I wouldn't freak out if I'm a Gibson owner, 
then Kyle Pitts, Allen Robinson, George Kittle comes off the board, and Lamar Jackson. And then Scott takes Godwin. Of course, Scott takes Godwin. Nobody's surprised by that. If you listen to TSF, yeah. you know Scott's taking Godwin. And and to be honest with you, he is somewhat of a steal this year. I mean, yeah. he people, and I think it was built into the offseason um, uh, surgery and, and, and the offseason, uh, I guess not hype, but the opposite of hype was the fact that he was going to take six games off in the beginning of the year or start the year on the pop. Well, guess what? He's not. And he's being drafted right now in, in our fifth round. And in most cases, uh, yeah, the end of the fifth round as his ADP. So it is pretty astounding seeing as the guy I think went, second last second round last year yeah, uh I mean, jerry even just looking at the guys he's sandwiched around it's alan robinson chris godwin jerry judy who stands out there chris godwin right right absolutely uh and then jerry judy went right after him and uh i, I think you know obviously everyone knows with with russell wilson he's gonna uh, move up and i went with aj dylan needed a running back i only had one which was austin eckler and i took aj dylan so this guy Telling you right now is, is I don't take the job from Aaron Jones this year, but let me tell you, he has got a a, a really good shot to to have uh, a top running back to uh, upside uh, because of how how much they're going to run the ball, how much it's going to be a 50-50. He's improved his pass catching. He's shown it last year, um, and he's the guy you said it, when the uh, article drops tomorrow. A little sneak preview for you guys listening. He's your guy for zero running back strategy. That's yeah. who you want to walk away with if you're doing zero RB. I mean, you did one RB early because Austin Eckler came to you. You got to do that. You got to take him if he's there. But to wait and get Dylan in the fifth round, beautiful. Yeah. I mean, that's about where he's going. Um, but that's what I'm fine with because, you know, he is he is being looked, looked past. But at the same time right now, um, I, I, I needed a running back. Uh, go ahead uh, with what you're going to go with what, what happened after, because I'm about to be on the clock again. Um, I went ahead and took, well, I guess I could do everybody what they took first. Um, just middle of talking shit to Mango. Sorry, everybody. After him, we saw AJ Dillon, then Amon Ross St. Brown, DK Metcalf, Kyler Murray, Elijah Mitchell, Marquise Brown. Then I got up. I took Jalen Hurts and Darren Waller on the turn. Then we went Amari Cooper, Miles Sanders, Michael Thomas, Brandon Cooks, Juju Smith-Schuster, of course, Tom takes him. Again, if you know the program, you know Tom's taking Juju. And then Craig was up. Yep, and uh, I took Adam Thielen, uh, someone who I have uh, will be on the article again. Uh, I'm just going to take my guys, and I think it's a good time to talk about them. Uh, we will have a whole other podcast to get into it, but Adam Thielen is definitely one of my guys this year. Wicked late ADP for someone with the with the upside to go much much higher, um, and you know stay tuned. We will we will talk about it. Go on the website. You will see more in depth reasoning. Um, but I did want to talk about. Uh, did you did you get do a did you get to elaborate on why you picked Hertz and Waller? Yeah, so I'm looking at the quarterbacks remaining, and the guys on the board are like Joe Burrow, who I'd be happy to take, but then Russell Wilson, Dak Prescott, Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers, Stafford, yada, yada, yada. Hurts is the last guy with legs that is going to really find the end zone. That tier break exists right there for me. You're looking at a guy who's probably going to score you 350 points. Any of those other guys I just listed, a safer bet's like 320, which is a game, game and a half for some of these quarterbacks. So I wanted to grab him before anybody else went off the board. I don't think Hurts is an NFL caliber quarterback, but in redraft leagues, I'll take Jalen Hurts time and time again. Then I get uh, Darren Waller on the turn. I'm concerned about the Devontae Adams addition. I'm concerned about the McDaniels offense, but what I'm not concerned about is Darren Waller's production. McDaniels loves tight ends. Darren Waller is an elite tight end. Derek Carr still loves Darren Waller. Don't worry about it. Don't overthink it. Getting him in the sixth round, you can live with that. Oh yeah, completely agree. I did that uh, last weekend uh, oh, yeah. before I, before I passed out. I had uh, a <laughs> draft Darren Waller. Um, yeah, when you drink nine beers in two hours, uh, it's not not a good thing for your for your <laughs> mental state. Nine beers, um, two hours, fifty five nips. Uh, I brought eighteen Smirnoff ices. Five, you know, five of them were shotguns. Thank you, <laughs> thank you, Scotty. Um, so after I had drafted Adam Thielen. Darnell Mooney went still in the middle of the sixth round. Uh, Then Clyde Edwards Hilaire, Rashard Bateman, Gabe Davis. Hi, 
Joe Burrow, Damian Harris, Russell Wilson, and then Tony Pollard. Uh, Tony Pollard, I think, is another one that you can look at at the zero running back strategy. Um, if if you had to do that, this was the seventh round where he went. It was early seventh round for our draft. Uh, but in, in regular drafts, he's going middle of the sixth. So it was actually pretty decent value. Um, then Elijah Moore went and Kareem Hunt. Uh, at this point here, I'm now looking at a low-level running back room and an okay wide receiver room. I could take DeAndre Hopkins here in the middle of the seventh, or I could take someone like... Kenneth Walker. Uh, that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to try and get my running back room a little bit higher. Um, and I think that uh, he's going to be fine after the hernia surgery. And if, and if it does take a couple of weeks, whatever, I think he's going to take his, take Rashad Penny's job at some point this year. So uh, I'm all for it. Yep. And then after that, you saw Chase Edmonds come off the board and it's exactly the point that you made that Tom is the one who picks after you right there is probably seeing the same exact thing. Running backs are thinning out quickly. Wide receivers have a lot more depth. If I'm any of these teams picking, I'm hammering running backs. Merch just got auto picked. He took TJ Hawkinson. That's about um, where he would go anyway. Yeah, that's, that's still right on cue. And then now we got Mahoney up. I bet you he goes running back, but he does have two of them already. And I know he loves his wide receivers tight end. So it'll be interesting to see what he does, but you've got guys on the board that should still be touching the ball a significant amount in the offenses that they belong or belong to rather. So if it's me, I'm hammering running back at this point, but oh, somehow Mersh's pick just changed to DeAndre Hopkins. I don't know how he managed that. Uh, we can what? only assume that was witchcraft. That is very strange. I have never seen that. I know the the pick was in for a while. For a while, the counting down all the way on Mahoney's countdown. Whatever. I mean, hey, whatever. So the pitch pick, pick switched over to DeAndre Hopkins. Like Craig said, that's who he would have taken anyways. Now, now Mahoney got auto picked. Mahoney gets auto picked all the shows. Maybe okay. it, maybe it was an auto pick and Sleeper had a little malfunction there. I'm not sure. Super had a malfunction somewhere, and uh, the uh, one lone computer in our league has finally taken his first wide receiver uh, after taking four uh, running backs, quarterback, and tight end, which honestly it doesn't look that bad. Uh, starts off with a zero wide receiver strategy in Hunter Renfro. That's different, but I'm going to uh, bolster my running back room and keep going with that. I only have Nick Chubb and J.K. Dobbins, so I'm grabbing Melvin Gordon. I know he's splitting time with Javante Williams, but I think he really is splitting time and one injury. He's got a full role that uh, nobody's really there pressing behind them. And then after that, I'm going to take Craig's boy. Uh, sorry, Craig, but I'm taking Ramondre. Um, oh, you bastard. A little, little early to get him in the eighth, but. Well, that's his, his ADP is 802 or 801. So, yeah, so I'm, I'm cool with that then. Again, it's 801. another, another backup, but. Right, you know, he's right there. And if Damian Harris falters even the littlest bit, um, Ramondre Stevenson has a big role coming this way. It just the sheer power we saw last year and the, the ability to break tackles in multiple different ways and then to add on a receiving role that James White has left up in the air is, is an absolute, it, it's a godsend. I mean, normally you would not think a Patriots running back is going to be a top five, top 10 running back. I know it's a bold claim, but there is a world that Ramondre Stevenson has RB one upside. So um, yeah, eighth round is it's, it's pretty crazy. Uh, So after that, now you've snaked him from me, Drake (laughs) London went, Traylon Burks went back to back rookie wide receivers. Uh, Poor Traylon Burks. We didn't get to it, but he, uh, he left practice early again yesterday for some undisclosed reason. Then Denman Singletary, TJ Hawkinson, and Devontae Smith. So I am back on the board now. Um, so go ahead and talk while I quickly think. <laughs> yeah, and I, I know Traylon Burks is a computer pick, but you saw Tom get Devontae Smith three picks later. I mean, if that's me, I'm going Devontae Smith over Traylon Burks, minus all the stories. I mean, just based on what we, we saw him do last year, his upside is huge. Uh, Devin Singletary, you know, whatever he, he's a running back. He's going to be on the field at least until James Cook takes his job. So I can't argue with that pick. And then merch actually gets TJ Hawkinson. He just got him around later than we thought he did. So 
that all worked out in the end. Like I said, Tom takes Devontae Smith, great pick. And then you somehow managed to snake yourself a wide receiver one. I'll let you take away that, take that from here. Yeah. Alan Lazardo was just sitting there in the eighth round. Um, and, and I say that jokingly because we, in, in looking at everything that uh, should be glaring in front of your face, he's the wide receiver one for uh, the last MVP in the season, Aaron Rodgers, and he's being his ADP is round nine. Apparently I took him around uh, too early, according to sleeper and, and all the fantasy football ADP calculators, but it's absolutely phenomenal to me that 160 targets leaves with Devontae Adams. And then Alan Lazard is just a ninth round pick. So um, whatever. And after him, Rashard Penny went, uh, I think he's losing his job. Uh, then Robert Woods, who I like very much this year, going in this eighth round. Dallas Goddard, Damian Pierce, the offseason, or excuse me, the preseason hype train. Uh, Brandon Ayuk to close out the eighth round. Starting the ninth round, Kadarius Tony went, Chris Olave, Sky Moore. Sky Moore, who might end up playing defense. Yeah, number 24 or 23. <laughs> yeah, it's very, very interesting. Um, how that happens or how that's going to work. Uh, but yeah, he was playing defense. Uh, James Cook, uh, good running back, actually left way late in this draft in round nine. Um, could get a lot of work. Uh, let's see. I do not have very skilled players at either position uh, for depth and for my flex. I don't have a tight end. Oh, here's a good one. Dawson Knox. Yeah, don't have a tight end, so I'm going to start there at round nine. Um, I have Dawson Knox ranked a lot higher than you guys, I think. I have him as rank eight, and he's going in the fifth round, ADP, and I just got him in the ninth. So tremendous value there. And, uh, you know, with the the Buffalo Bills offense, you know, I'm not buying so much into Gabe Davis, and I think Dawson Knox has a lot of volume now that Sanders is gone. Yeah, I definitely don't buy into Gabe Davis as much as other people do, but I do buy into the mouths to feed argument. Um, I mean, we see Steph Diggs. He's just going to be the guy getting the majority of the targets there. Now, if Dawson Knox does what he did last year, there's no reason to believe he won't fall way higher than certainly a ninth round pick and probably even higher than that fifth round ADP. But you do have the limiting factor of O.J. Howard you do have the limiting factor of Josh Allen running the ball a ton and uh, them bringing in new running backs that we also presume will run the ball. Um, I don't know. I'm definitely on the fence about Dawson Knox. I was huge on him last year. I don't want to say he didn't pay off because he wasn't bad by any means. I just wanted more. Maybe that's greedy of me. You know, what can I do? Yeah. It's very greedy of you. Um, <clears throat> Tom goes, Naeem Hines, pretty sure that if he gets an article out, he'll be a sleeper. Um, Michael Carter. Great pick. He was one that I was thinking of uh, in the ninth round. He's a running back that is going to get work. Uh, Tyler Lockett, Marquez Valdez, Scantling, Isaiah Spiller, Rondell. Oh, that's you. Yeah, no spoilers, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, I, I grabbed Rondell Moore. He's a guy I've been grabbing more and more towards the end of drafts. I mean, this is only the ninth round. That's probably a little bit of a reach on him considering I got him in the 14th a week ago. But I think he's creeping up boards as well because people are – getting all the same news that we are the hype out of camp. And I know I say, don't fall for the hype, but when the hype is related to a six game absence for Deandre Hopkins, your all world, all elite wide receiver, who's already gone in this draft. I'm happy to take Rondell Moore out of Arizona. Who's supposed to run the ball, catch the ball. He's great uh, yards after catch ball in his hands. He's dynamic. I'm stoked at getting him uh, in the ninth end of the ninth round. And then I turned around and take Devonte Parker, who's still a wide receiver one, at least on paper in new England. Um, I actually read your uh, your write up on him today, and I, I agreed with a lot of the points you were making. So I don't I won't spoil that for you because that article will be out probably tomorrow. But um, he should get the ball at least in the red zone and hopefully finish off some drives for the Patriots this year, which is what we need to see. So a receiver catch some touchdowns. Absolutely, that is the biggest biggest addition that we could have made. Uh, could we have gotten someone better, a much more perennial all pro? all pro wide receiver sure but i think he's going to be able to do it and i think he had a lot of uh, uh of doubters and i think he can prove a lot of people wrong this year so um i'm gonna go deep i have uh, a struggling running back room and, and not a lot of people that i think that uh, i believe in fully um so i'm gonna go ahead and snipe a guy from scotty 
Uh, I'm going to take Kenneth Gainwell, uh, the uh, running back out of Philadelphia. I think that he has a good shot at um, usurping Miles Sanders this year. I, I can't I can't say enough bad things about Sanders and good things about Gainwell. So uh, I went ahead and drafted him a little early. Piss off, Scotty. Um, but prior to me, there was a couple quarterbacks, Dak Prescott, Matthew Stafford, uh, handcuffed Daryl Henderson, uh, Chase Claypool, Tyler Boyd. So uh, it's getting to the deep rounds here. Uh, Christian Watson went right after me and, and then Aaron Rodgers in the 10th round, uh, which this is why we say wait on 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 quarterbacks. Right. You know, uh, I auto drafted uh, Josh Allen, which which is going to be fun to see. Um this year for sure but you can wait you know another seven rounds and get last year's mvp exactly uh who else we got we got christian kirk coming off the board going to the champ is here for real shout out dav uh george pickens comes off pickens is definitely an interesting one he's looked good in preseason in uh in limited capacity so uh definitely somebody to keep an eye on he could certainly carve out a role there sooner rather than later but um, I mean, he's still tied to Trubisky, so there's always the concern. That's probably why he's drafted, what, three or four, three rounds after the other rookie receivers? Yeah, so definitely something to keep an eye on, though. He he also does have a really crowded wide receiver room. He's not guaranteed any touches. Right. Um, while he looks great, uh, he's not guaranteed anything. Garrett yeah, Wilson, right. on the other hand, who went right <laughs> after him, is guaranteed. Yep. Um, and, and I think that he ends up being wide receiver one there um eventually uh, elijah moore is 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 realistically the wide receiver one there but garrett wilson will be the x uh richard white goes after to start the 11th round uh then brian robinson uh who's moving up draft boards because of his camp hype and the issues surrounding antonio gibson uh julio jones goes which i can't say enough you shouldn't be drafting julio jones this year um i think he's completely lost it and you know, even even some Twitter Twitter stuff came out uh, and said that he's lost it. Um, yeah, I think Ru- uh, Russell Gage is the better guy to own than Julio I would agree. Jones. I would agree. I was considering this guy prior. Uh, so Zach Ertz went and then Russell Gage. Then I was up again in the middle of the 11th. James Robinson was sitting there. Now, granted, I still believe highly in ETM, but I do think that James Robinson has a place on the offense. And so shoring up my running back room that kind of started a little thin uh i think i'm done there after getting james robinson yeah, around the, later than i thought in the two running backs that came off in between rashad white and brian robinson i would much rather have james robinson than either of those guys so i, I think you're getting away with the steal there then zamir white who is the guy that's supposed to take over for josh jacobs and i am using air quotes i don't i don't i don't see it um, if, if there's anything like, I don't know if it's a Bill Belichick thing or a McDaniels thing, if it's anything like what we've seen for the Patriots do in the last eight, 10 years, they will slowly bring along rookie, uh, running backs, you know, even Ramondre Stevenson last year, it took some time for them to really introduce him into the offense. So I think, I think it's tough, but, um, you know, 11th round, I feel like it's a little early for him, but, um, now we're, we're all just filling out our, our rosters. Uh, then Jarvis Landry went, uh, who's a decent late round pick. Alexander Madison, one of the best handcuffs in the league, went after that. Then Pat Fryermuth, who I think is actually going to be a pretty good tight end this year. Kind of sneaky. He has some uh, quarterbacks that may rely on him. Uh, and then Trey Lance, who should be a fantasy um, machine based off of the rushing and rushing touchdowns he showed last week during the two games that he played or last year. Yeah. And then I went ahead and took Michael Gallup, who I understand is still, you know, rehabbing an injury, but he's not somebody I'm going to worry about all that much. He should be back sooner rather than later and making an impact. And then I'm going to take the guy that I've been taking everywhere that I could probably get in the last round, but I just want to make sure I get him because a lot of you guys I've drafted with already and I'm taking Kendrick Bourne. Um, wide receiver three last year and people have absolutely forgot that he exists it's kind of crazy his adp is wide receiver 96 uh you'll read all about it in my article as i take him as maybe my sleeper or breakout or something or other but wide receiver 96 adp is almost an undrafted wide receiver he was wide receiver 34 last year and that was with a rookie mac jones mac jones didn't get worse the patriots offense didn't get worse 
there's no reason to think that he doesn't continue to build on it, become better. And while I don't think he climbs from wide receiver three into wide receiver one territory, I don't think there's any reason he can't be back end wide receiver two and absolutely demolish his ADP. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. I I, I think that Kendrick Bourne is, is definitely someone being pushed down due to the Devontae Parker stuff. Um, after that went Mike Kosicki, uh, who's a great, another great late tight end. Ronald Jones, um, computer picked that one. Yeah, <laughs> Kenny Galladay. Yeah, Kenny Galladay went. Um, I have a lot of negative things to say about Kenny Galladay. Uh, don't want to hurt uh, Mahoney's feelings. Uh, least separation in the league. <laughs> Second least was Devontae Parker. <laughs> um, then Derek Carr, another great late round quarterback that just got Devontae Adams. Uh, and Albert Aquigabinam. Ah, I shouldn't have tried it. Um, <laughs> I'm going to go with, for the sake of the podcast, a player that I should have waited maybe around to take later. Um, Mikkel Hardman, I think, has a tremendous ability this year to take over as a wide receiver one. I mean, it is up in the air between him, Juju and MVS. I, I, I think he has the edge. He takes over uh, some uh, Tyreek Hill used to run. I don't see MVS and Juju being able to do the same things uh, as Harbin was, as he was replaced uh, Tyreek Hill uh, during the time that Hill had actually had some allegations against him. Um, so anyway, that's that's a deep sleeper of mine. After that, it went DJ Shark, uh, Isaiah Pacheco, uh, who is a uh, offseason, um, excuse me, preseason hype guy. Uh, Jamison Williams, he was one that I was thinking about taking. I do like I do like Jamison Williams for the back half this year, but he is going to have some time to recover. Tyler Algier, who is supposedly a running back for the Falcons. <laughs> Allegedly, allegedly, at some point, possibly, po- possible XFL player. Um, then Alec Pierce, wide receiver two for the Colts. I think, I mean, actually, there's that's up in the air as well. Uh, yeah, you Rome, have to like, think about Paris Campbell, but I just think yeah. it's going to be Pierce and the day they want those big basketball player wide receivers, and he, he is that, right? Absolutely. Uh, Romeo Dubes, Dubs, Dobbs. I have heard it pronounced so many different ways now. I'm really confused. Uh, late wide receiver. Um, I mean, late round wide receiver for the Packers. Jahan Dotson, uh, burner for Washington. Khalil Herbert, uh, backup for Montgomery. Kirk Cousins, and we are back up with Mango on the clock. So again, we're just picking up late round flyers. Um, there are pretty good ones left. Like Jacoby Myers is, is someone that led the Patriots last year in receptions. So I think that's a good one. Um, KJ Osborne is a good one for wide receivers. I'm pretty much done at running back. I already actually got, um, Oh no, I'm not. I'm not done at running back. I'm looking at one guy. (laughs) I'm looking at one guy right now too. And I don't know if it's the same guy that you're looking at. Um, but I'm going with this because I think he's, he's one of the most, Oh, there's a couple boy, uh, Mac McKissick and Mostert. I'm going to leave the one. I think you want ah, you son of a bitch. Nope. I want oh, to. Okay. All right. And here's why here's what the, what we talk about every time during draft season, when you get towards the late rounds. Yeah, sure. Flyers are fun, but you know what? There's people that you need to make a decision on week one for your week one waiver wire. You need to know if that player is going to play week one or not, or if he has a role or doesn't have a role. And, and Raheem Mostert this year uh, is who I just took is one of those players that is he going to have that role? Is he, or is he going to be, um, you know, pushed back behind Chase Edmonds? I mean, he comes in uh, into a system that he's been running with for the, his whole career. So I think he might have first crack at it. And if he does, round 13 is a tremendous value. If not, that's fine. Then you can drop him. Yep. And we had Isaiah McKenzie and Jacoby Myers go off the board. And then Team 10 took Marlon Mack. So he's, uh, he's out of the picture. Uh, I know you mentioned McKissick. I would grab him, not now. Uh, this is a 13-round draft. i grab him if he's hanging out 15, 16, something like that. He's probably good for running back 45, 46, and that's kind of his ceiling. So not somebody I'm going to take right now in this draft. It actually doesn't matter because Eric just took him anyways. 
but I'm leaning uh, wide receiver. And I'm going to take another guy that I talk about on our uh, sleeper sheet. And that's KJ Osborne. Um, KJ Osborne to me is just an absolute stud. His, his upside is so high with one injury to Thielen. He's the wide receiver too. Without it, he's already the wide receiver three. He showed what he can do in the league last year. He's just a guy that at round 13, I'm happy to take a flyer on upside. Yeah, that, and I wanted to point out too um, with KJ Osborne, because he was a thought of mine, is uh, the offense that the Minnesota Vikings are going to run is the offense that the Rams run last year. And they ran 11 personnel, which would have three wide receivers on the field, 86% of plays. That is actually listed off in the new coach resumes that is already up on the site. Uh, so you can read a little bit of that, get a feel for what new formations and things are for to find deeper players uh, within your drafts. And KJ Osborne was one that I had highlighted in that article as well, just briefly, but um, for for that uh, position. So that does it for the draft that ended up uh, lasting uh, not too long. Um, and, and we ended up having 13 rounds. You know, we just t- chopped off a few at the end to save some time. Uh, so I'm going to run off what I have. So my running back room, I have Austin Eckler, A.J. Dillon, Kenneth Walker, Kenneth Gainwell, James Robinson, and Raheem Mostert. May seem a little little flat, but one of those bottom five guys that I drafted should hit. Um, and I, like I said, I really like A.J. Dillon. Wide receivers, Mike Evans, Mike Williams, Adam Thielen, Alan Rizard, and Michael Hartman. I went short on wide receivers, but again, there's a couple more rounds we could have had to that. Quarterback Josh Allen, which is really fun that I'm going to get to pair him with my tight end Dawson Knox. Uh, so I'm okay with that auto pick uh, the way that it ended up turning out, even though I wouldn't recommend it. Yeah, for sure. And uh, to do the kind of the same thing, I, I did almost the inverse of you. I went shorter on running back, deeper at wide receiver, just because of the way our lineup was structured with three starting wide receivers. So I had Diggs, Deontay Johnson, Rondell Moore, Demonte Parker, Michael Gallup, Kendrick Bourne, and KJ Osborne. So if we had gone up 16, 17 round trap, you would have seen me grabbing a lot more running backs. And my running back room is Nick Chubb, J.K. Dobbins, Melvin Gordon, and Ramondre Stevenson. So you'd see guys on my team like maybe Gus Edwards or uh, who else do we have? Uh, Mike Davis, even just in case Dobbins goes down, you'd see me grabbing Ty. Is it Ty Chandler? No, that's not the Ravens. Whatever. Uh, he's um, Minnesota. Yep. And then Nick Chubb. Uh, I don't even know if we saw Kareem Hunt go off the board. If he didn't, he would. No, he had to have, otherwise he would have been listed on our sheet. Right. Um, but after him, I would even take a look at. Uh, yeah, he went seventh round. I would look at the other kid that they have there. Um, Dearness Johnson, you know, that's somebody yep. just to just to stack and, you know, take take as almost a handcuff, but somebody who you've seen when he gets a role that can actually be a startable fantasy player. I've been talking about that a lot lately with handcuffs that are not real handcuffs. And I think I've been using Madison as kind of my um, kind of my guinea pig or kind of my my case in point is Dalvin Cook goes down. Dalvin Cook's a great running back. And then Alexander Madison, the best handcuff in fantasy football, comes in and he just doesn't do anything. Doesn't seize the opportunity. You know, he gets eight to ten points. Like, okay, that's cool. It's not hurting me. It's not losing me weeks if you get eight to ten, but it's costing me 10, 15 points. So something to think about. Um, that's really all. Uh, I, I can't stop making that point. I just want to keep talking about more viable fantasy handcuffs, the guys that actually come in and show up and do work in the opportunities that they're given. Um, but that's maybe that's maybe that's an article I can write for you guys. Be willing to read it. <laughs> um, all right. So I don't think that there's much more to talk about. Uh, we uh, we had some fun. Um, hopefully you could take away something from this. See what see what kind of craziness happens in the draft as ADP is not always going to be the religious book that everyone tells you it is. Um, so that'll do it for Corey, Craig. This is Top Shelf Fantasy. Go to our website, topshelffantasy.com. Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Top Shelf FNTSY. Uh, let's plug the listener league. Uh, please DM us if you want to get in on that. Uh, we have a Kenneth Walker jersey and a uh holy crap i'm blanking on who the other one is ricky williams baby ricky williams jersey so the old and the new uh so that's pretty fun um and then i posted up today 
that we're starting the charity league for the Uganda Ball Hockey Association, where we're going to have uh, as many podcasts as we can get on. And if you if you're interested in it, please DM us on Twitter uh, or anywhere else. Uh, let us know if you're interested. Hundred dollar buy in to go to the Uganda Ball Hockey Association, where you'll be able to create design a logo for one of the teams, and you can have that on their jersey. Uh, and I think that'd be a pretty cool thing to have uh, have a little place in 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 uganda uh, that you can also celebrate their success um so pl- find that um on our twitter page as well please let us know and we'll, we'll get that started um and i think uh, i don't know if there's any more shout outs right now but uh, all the articles we already mentioned so that'll do it stay fluid stay loose top shelf fantasy Stay fluid. Stay